Here's your host, Kevin Knocky. Street fighting. That's what we're doing today. I always find it so funny. I, I when I when I interviewed Bill Walton at uh, E3, you just come off the stage of playing some Street Fighter, and he was just well, one stoned, which was hilarious. And uh, so I t- at least that's that's my observation. And I talked to him, and he already had this whole moniker made up for himself. He was he was uh, Little Billy from San Diego, Street Fighting Man. And I just I will never ever take street fighter music or street fighting street fighter seriously just the thought of him calling himself little billy from san diego street fighting man that's one of the highlights of my career well also one of the highlights of my career of course is bringing on our very wonderful next guest friend of the show mr manny onacall who has been on so many times in the past to talk about the wide world of business in the world of esports and he's on again to talk about an article that red eye had just published in slingshot about esports fans should brace themselves for eventually having to pay to watch tournaments manny how's it going today man how you doing it's doing well. Did you just quote um, Bill saying he was stoned while you saw him? I, 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 it was, I can't confirm 100%, <laughs> but the signs were definitely there whenever I started asking him questions, and he always returned to the colors of Street Fighter impressing him, how good the visuals are, and how much it reminded him of his old dead days. I'm not even <laughs> kidding. That is in the recorded interview. Um, that, that's Adult him, throw some good fire out there, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I just love the thought of him in his tie-dyed giant esports shirt blazed <laughs> away playing Street Fighter on stage. My God, never change Bill Walton. Um, well, anyway, of course, we, we, we wanted to bring you on, though, because there's a very interesting article that was brought up, as I, as I just uh, uh, mentioned in the introduction, uh, where Red Eye published an article uh, basically stating that esports fans should prepare themselves for pay-per-view tournaments, paywalls, that sort of stuff. And I, I guess I want to open this up by saying that I think I agree with a lot of the underlying problems that he identifies. The fact that there is so little revenue conversion per esports fan per year right now. The fact that a lot of companies are taking big risks and don't really know where that source of revenue is going to come from next. But I can't say I'm entirely convinced that you're going to get casual fans to pay for esports when it's a hard sell to get the hardcore guys to pay for esports in the first place. Am I am I wrong here? No, I'm totally on the same page with you like we usually are. First of all, let's take a step aside. I, without mentioning any names, I love the fact that um, we get a lot of comments from our British friends across the city about knowing esports and being there for 50 years ago, but in course of our politics as well. But we'll leave that out outside for a separate podcast, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> but you know, my, my point, though, is that I, I'm totally with you, is that we're not seeing yet the revenue generated across the board, across the ecosystem. The broadcast TV numbers are still relatively low compared to digital. And the fact that you get so much esports content for free right now across Twitch, across YouTube, across Facebook, across Twitter, it's going to be really challenging to get someone to actually, a uh, casual user, to pay for a pay-per-view event. I mean, just for, uh, just for the record, I think over a billion dollars was generated between the Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather fight right. um, that happened you know, two years ago. So from just from that perspective, we're just a long way off. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. But again, like there is, I will say though that esports 
is slightly more unique in the way that it's grown up through the availability of free internet media than many other traditional sports. Yes, I would agree that perhaps USC is somewhat analogous. Obviously, they've embraced the pay-per-view and traditional fighting sports model, though, so like, I don't think that's great, but I, I do think it's going to be a hard sell to try and get people to outright pay for esports content. So if you think that's coming, um, in what ways are we going to see paywalls or gated content or something like that in the world of esports? And if that doesn't exist, where's the revenue made up? Yeah, no, again, a great point. So just, again, to get it back to facts, and now we're in the alternative facts era that we're in, um, the reality is that, you know, the first pay-per-view event, um, if I recall, was 1975 for a boxing event. And so this has gone along for a long time, along to HBO and different pay-per-view providers that were out there. So the fact that that started already being a platform of choice,